Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is that every believer would not just attend church, but also hear from God daily through His Word. As we read the Bible, we begin to see how God responds to things. Doing daily devotions repatterns the way we think, transforms the spirit of our mind, and helps us become more like Jesus. Join us here, Monday through Friday, as various pastors and leaders at Fusion Church share devotion and teaching through that day's soap scripture. Download the current soap reading plan at fusionchurch.cc soap. Good morning, good morning, good morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. We have come to another Motivational Monday. God is so good. And I know that we are all awake this morning, despite the fact that it's cold outside. But God is so good. Amen. Today, we are reading from Luke 2, 36 uh, to 52, you know. And again, uh, before I forget to all my people out there, my family, Merry Christmas to you all, just in case I don't get a chance to say it uh, later on. And enjoy your time with your family and friends. Let us begin this morning with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just thank you and praise you. And I thank you for this time that you have given us. Let you be the one that speaks, Father, not us, my Lord God. I thank you for your word because your word is life. Your word is victory. Your word is hope. And your word is comfort, Father. So many things your word is to us, Father. So help us to retain it. Help us to use it. And I just thank you for this time that you have given us. And we ask for this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. And my lovely Sandra will be reading this morning. And of course, stretch it out if you need to. Okay, good morning. I am reading out of the NIV version um, in Luke chapter 2, verse starting with verse 36 here, it says, there was also a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Samuel of the tribe of Asher. She was very old. She had lived with her husband seven years after her marriage and then was a widow until she was 84. She never left the temple, but worshiped night and day, fasting and praying. Coming up to them at that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. When Joseph and Mary had done everything required by the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Every year, his parents went to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the feast according to custom. After the feast was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple courts, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, son, 
Why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked. Didn't you know I had to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and men. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you. Thank you for the word, Sandra, this morning. And again, you know, stretch if you need to this morning. You know, God is so good. You know, and, and when I started to uh, do this study, you know, it just it just blew me away that God uh, loves us so much that he likes to give us a lot of details. And and here we start in the middle of this of this particular chapter, too. You know, they, they, they brought Jesus to the temple. You know, they were doing the, the required duties that they had to do to obey the law, you know, and, and they were there. And then it starts off. It starts off. Now there was one. Come on. There was one. And then it goes right into Anna, the, the prophetess, the daughter, you know, uh, from the tribe of Asher. You know, she was a great age and she lived with her husband seven years from her virginity, you know, so, and, 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 and then it goes, it goes into uh, 37. It says, and this woman was a widow about 84 years and did not depart for the temple, but serve God with fasting and prayer day and night. So much detail was given about this individual, so much detail. And, 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 you know, and it's only like a couple of verses that it speaks about her, but they filled this particular area with so much verses. And, and, and that, and that's because you are important. We are important to the Lord. And sometimes we don't think that we are. And sometimes we may even question ourselves, but we here, we have an individual, you know, and first of all, we're talking about a woman because back in the day, they didn't share too much information about the woman. It was always like the male, you know, but here we're talking, talking about a, a, a prophetess that, you know, and that, that she was in the temple and it gives you all this detail. Look what it said. It, it gives us her name because sometimes they just say a woman, you know what I mean? But they say, they give us her name, Anna. She was a prophet. You know, she was a daughter. You know, she was from the tribe of Asher. Details was of great age. And some believe that she was probably even over 100 years old. Was a virgin when she got married. Details. Details that were said about her. You know, became a widower, you know, when she was young. You know, was married seven years. So in other words, she was married seven years and then her husband passed. Details. You know, Always in the temple, serve God with fasting and prayer, and 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 was in the temple day and night. So much detail about this individual, you know. And and, and it is important for us to realize that when God gives you so much information, is because He wants you to remember. And the same way that He wants you to remember this particular individual, God is telling us this morning that he remembers us, that you are important to him. Because if not, he wouldn't have given us so much information about this individual. So we are important. So no matter, you know, what we do, you know, whether we greet people in the morning, you know, and, and the service, 
whether we serve coffee, whether we clean the church, whether we do setup, you know, whether we, you know, we adjust the seats, you know, or help in the parking lot, whether we were, you know, sweeping up the front, whether we uh, lead a connect group, you know, or serve in any part of the services in the church, whatever you do, it is important. Because if it wasn't important, God would not have taken this particular area in the middle of chapter two and plot this individual, Anna, you know, when she comes out of nowhere, you know, and gives us all that information. So you are, my brothers and sisters, important to the Lord. Whatever you do, it's important to the Lord. No task is too small that my Lord does not remember you doing. So this morning, you know, you know, rejoice in the fact that you are important, you know, and they call her Anna. They call her, God will call you by name because he knows you. And, and it was so, it was funny when I was reading this and I was all this, all this little, you know, verses about Anna, you know, but it, it just blew me away because he puts it right in the middle of Jesus. Jesus going into the temple, Jesus being circumcised, Jesus being presented, and then there was one. <laughs> then there was one. You know, you are important. It says in verse 38, it says, and coming in, in that instant, she gave thanks to God and spoke of him, Jesus, to all who looked for the redemption of, of Jerusalem. In other words, so she was speaking about who this Jesus was. She was testifying. She was sharing what the Lord has given her, you know, because she this says that she spent day and night in the temple. Come on now. You know what it is to spend day and night in the temple? I spent six hours in the temple and I'm tired, you know, and, and I want to go home. But here she says that she even slept in the temple. Some believe that there, they had like a little room set up for her in the temple because she was always there. So important. So, you know, so when we speak about Anna, God is actually reminding us that he's speaking about you and I. He's speaking about what we do for his kingdom. He says, he says in verse 40, moving away from Anna now into Jesus, he said that he grew strong in spirit, filled with wisdom and grace. You know, so, you know, even though he was, he was God, he still need to grow. And the same way that Jesus grew in wisdom, we need to grow in wisdom. And how do we do that? Connect groups. How do we do that? Reading scripture. How do we do that? Staying in fellowship, you know, because it is important for us to grow just like Jesus grew in wisdom. It says in 2 Peter 2.18, but grow in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to him be the glory now and forever. So it says to grow in the Lord. You know, just like Jesus was growing, but just like Jesus was growing, you know, as a parent, you're going to have issues and, and at, one, at one moment or another, you know, because, you know, it says that they, they were going over to the Passover. And this is something that they did all the time. Every year they were going over to the Passover. So this is a routine for them, you know, and Jesus says in verse 42 that Jesus, you know, was 12 years old. You know, so they all went to Jerusalem according to the custom of the feast. So this is something that they did all the time. And, and 43, and when they had finished the days, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in Jerusalem. 
you know, and his mother did not know it. Linger behind. You know what it is to go to a store and not knowing that your kid's by next to your side and all of a sudden the kid disappears? I know most of us have already experienced that, you know, because we we don't know. We don't know, but we don't, when we don't see that child next to us, we go ballistic. We can go crazy, you know. But here we go that there was that they went to Jerusalem and they were there. And in 43 it says, but supposing him to be, you know, in the company of at the at the in that journey with somebody else with relatives or the, or acquaintances. So they they thought that you know that this Jesus, Jesus was with somebody else. You know, you know, I don't know about you, but if I don't see my child, you know what I mean, I'm gonna stop what I'm doing. And I'm going to search for that child. You know, as a father, you know, I ain't going to be still. And you can ask Pastor Jason back in the day, you know, when I had some more hair and back in the day when he was in high school and back in the day when he started to drive, you know, he pulled something on me one time. You know, he was going to go to his friend's house, you know, and he's going to be over there and then he's going to come back. But guess what? It was late, you know, and I figured he's going to he's going to be home soon. I got up in the middle of the night, look out my window. I didn't see my car. Being that I didn't see my car, I didn't see my child. And I said to myself, where is this boy? You know, and I didn't get, I didn't get no phone calls. And at that time, we didn't even have cell phones. But at least he could have sent me a signal to a pager back in the day, something, smoke signals, anything, you know. But I got nothing. So here I am in the middle of the night. I'm waking up. Mama is sleeping. You know what I mean? I go downstairs. I don't see my car. And I say, well, I got to find this child. I got on my car with my pajamas on and went down the road looking for him. Look, and I said, I got an idea where he was at. I got an idea where he was at. And as I drive down these streets and I'm looking to the side of the road, you know, her parents do, you know, we're concerned, we're, we're, we're worried. And guess what? I pulled, I pulled to his friend's house and I see my station wagon there parked. I see a whole bunch of other vehicles there. So that told me that they were there. I went home, went downstairs. I'm still steaming. I'm still, you know, and then, you know, and I'm there. And then all of a sudden, after a little while, I hear the key in the doorknob. And then he comes in and I was like, oh, I was so re- relieved that he was fine. But on the other side, I wanted to strangle him. I wanted to, you know, and he did this to me. So I know, you know. That after a while, you know, uh, Jesus not being with them, that, you know, this thing must have been flaring up. You know, where is he? Where is he? And guess, you know, and and because they said they, they, were so, they thought that he could have been with somebody else. They thought in the crowd because they knew so many people. And he says that. So when they did not find him in verse 45, they returned to Jerusalem, you know, and then they get there. They could get to Jerusalem, you know, after three days. You know, in 46, it says, now it was about after three days, they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of teachers, both listening and asking questions, listening and asking questions. How often do we listen and ask questions? That's my question this morning. Are we listening and asking questions? Are we listening to the voice of the Lord? Are we trusting God? You know, because a lot of times, you know, in life, we're going to have crisis. We're going to have hard, uh, hard times hit our way. And in those hard times, we need to be drawing closer to God. 
you know, and in those hard times, you know, we need to know the word of the Lord, because if we don't know the word of the Lord, we don't have nothing to put our hope in. We don't have nothing that we can grab into, you know, but it's, but, you know, we need to know the word of the Lord. And here we see Jesus, you know, and he was asking questions and he was listening. He was attentive, you know, and, and, and I'm sure that his parents, Joseph and Mary, were, you know, like, oh, oh my God, you know, we, we finally found you, but, you know, and, and see, and it says in 47, and, and all who heard him were astounded at his understanding and answer. So he was asking questions. He was answering questions. You know, he was being talked to and he was replying. So everybody was amazed at the knowledge of this 12-year-old, you know, because he was spending time with God, just like Anna spent time in the temple, just like she spent time with the Lord in prayer and fasting. She grew in the Lord. She knew who she was in the Lord. And she was testifying and preaching. And here we find Jesus. He's testifying. <laughs> and he's preaching to them. And he's listening to them. And in 49, it says, and he said to them, why do you seek me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's business? Why are you looking for me? Why are you so anxious? Come on now. My child would tell me, what the heck are you doing running around looking for me in the middle of the night? Why? Because I'm dad. And that's my right to find you. That's my right to even hit you inside your head if, you didn't, if you're not listening. But, you know, but why are you? Because apparently Joseph and Mary did not really understand what Jesus meant by that. All they knew is that they needed to find him. So, you know, they, they approached, they approached him, you know, and, and, but Jesus was doing what his father wanted him to do, his heavenly father. He was spending that time, you know, he was, he was sharing what he has heard, what he has, the father has given because he was doing his father's business. You know, he was setting up, you know, what was, what was to come later on. He was putting himself out there. He was being obedient to the Father because there comes a time that we need to follow what the Lord says and not so much what everybody else says, you know, because if somebody else is going to lead me the wrong direction, I'd rather have the word of God and share that and listen to the word of God because the word of God will lead me in the right path. And that's what he was doing. He was trying to do the right thing, but yet again, you know, maybe he could have told his, his parents, hey, I'm going to hang out for a while. <laughs> I'm going to hang out here with my, with, my, with, my, with, with my friends over here at the temple. Maybe he could have shared that before, before all this happened. But, you know, but he was so involved in, in, his, in his walk with the father that he just didn't do it. He just didn't do it. And, and who knows why, you know, but he was obedient to the father. But yet again. You know, verse 50 says, but they did not understand him. Like I said earlier, but look what says 51 says, then he went down with them and went to, to Nazareth and was subject to them. You see, his obedience. But his mother kept all these things in her heart. So they, they, she must have had a lot of questions. She must understand a lot of things. You know, because she kept a lot of things in her heart. 
In other words, you know, all the stuff that she has seen him do, all the stuff that, that, that he was performing and teaching and listening and all that kind of stuff, she kept a lot of things in her heart. Because in, I, I feel in the long run, she knew because the angel appeared to her, you know, and that he was going to bring a savior, you know, and he was going to be, and this is his name. And, and so she knew all this. So in other words, you know, even though she's trying to be a mother, she was trying to comprehend all this stuff that was happening. So in her heart, she kept all these things because, you know, Jesus was growing. Jesus was developing. You know, he was, he was growing in knowledge and understanding. And sometimes, you know, when we are complex and we don't understand something and we may not have all the answers, you know, we need to ponder them. We need to really think about them, but we need to trust God. We need to go before him, you know, and pray, you know, just like Anna. Again, I'm going to go right back to Anna. Just like Anna was in the temple, she was fasting and praying. And God was speaking to her. God was showing her things, you know, and that's why she was a prophet. She was bringing the word of the Lord, you know. And, and the thing is about, about Anna is that back in the day, you know, women were not really accepted in a lot of places. And even today, you know. But she was a prophet, you know, and in the New Testament, I believe there's only another one, another prophet that they talk about in the New Testament, female prophet, you know, so she was pretty much in a, in a, in a place by herself, you know, but she was seeking God. And just like Jesus was seeking the father, yet at a moment, you know, he says, well, I got to be subject to my earthly parents, you know, and he humbled himself and he went with them. And then the most beautiful thing, you know, that keeps going, it says in 52, it says, while uh, and Jesus increased in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and men. So Jesus, you know, even though he lived with Mary and Joseph, he was continually growing in wisdom and holiness and in stature. He had favor, you know, you know, spiritual closeness to the father. You know, and he had favor with men and other men were respecting who he was. They were acknowledging, you know, that this kid, you know, knew probably more than they did, you know, because he was sharing with them and they, and they were amazed to him. You know, Jesus' wisdom was already known, you know, as a child, you know, when he, you know, when he was 12 years old. So I can also imagine the rest of these years that the Bible is silent about Jesus as he was growing, as he was developing every time they came to the Passover. You know, it doesn't, the Bible doesn't give us that information, but I could just imagine him as him being a teenager, you know, and, and, and going to the temple, you know, and, and, and doing what he does. So even though the Bible doesn't give us all that information, you know, he must have amazed a lot of people. And he says that Mary, you know, kept all these things and she pondered them in her heart because she knew, you know, her son was here with a purpose. She knew that he was here with a mission and yet, you know, and he was growing and he was developing. So in, just like Jesus was developing, just like Jesus was growing, you know, we need to grow and we need to develop. We cannot stay in the same spot that we're in. You know, or in the same spot that we find ourselves year after year after year. Because if you're doing the same thing and getting the same results, we have to do something different. 
you know, but, you know, and, 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 and year after year, we need to be getting closer to God, you know, and a lot of us here, you know, in this Zoom, some of us are, we are different ages, you know, we are in different times of growth spiritually from one another, you know, but where we at, we need to be growing. We need to be growing in the Lord. You know, I never really paid much attention to this Anna until I was sitting here going through this Zoom and her name came up. And I started looking into the details of her because normally when we talk about Jesus, we talk about his birth. We talk about him developing and him growing, you know, and we talk about Christmas. But a lot of people pass this individual Anna, you know, and, and, to, and all the detail that is given of her here, that means that God cares. God cares about you. God cares about me. We are important to him. And like I said earlier, it doesn't matter what we do, whatever we're doing, we're doing it for the Lord in ministry, in helping, you know, in making phone calls, you know, in straightening up different things at the church or in our homes, be an example. We are all important to the Lord. On this holiday season, you know, we might forget sometimes because of all the running around that we do sometimes, especially in the holidays, the, why do we do what we do, you know? And we do what we do, especially for the kingdom of God, because he first loved us and he made a way for us that we can come to the Father and the Father receives us through Jesus Christ. We are his sons and daughters and he wants to bless us. And he doesn't want you to forget that in this season, He's thinking about you. Just like we're thinking about him at times, you know, and all for all the running around, he says, you are special to me. I know you, you know, I know who you are. You know, I know who Mike is, you know, I know who Christy is. That's what the Lord is saying. I know you by name. I know Jennifer, you know, I know Jesus, you know, I, I know you, I know what you do for me. And he wants you to realize that he cares for you. He cares for you and he wants the best for you. And, and, and he wants us to get closer to him, just like Anna did. Anna, you know, even though she was a widow, you know, she lost her husband after seven years. But yet it says there are 84 years plus, you know, that and she was in the temple and she was serving God. Every detail about our lives is important to the Lord. And he writes them all down. He knows us. And he's telling us this season, I love you. You are mine. You're my child. And I want the best for you. Let's remember this holiday season. Take a moment to breathe in. And to breathe out of all the running around that you guys do. And we all do. And just meditate on the Lord and be say, Lord, I thank you that you remember me that you remember us on this season. And just like you remember Anna, that you gave her a special portion in scripture between talking about Jesus, between talking about his birth and all that, you put that individual there just to remind us how important that we are to you, that we are special and that we are your children. So my brothers and sisters, I know that uh, life has been hard for some of you guys, I know that you have been going through several storms in this holiday season, you know, with losing of loved ones, with sickness, 
you know, and 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 going through different situations, you know, but we got to keep focus on God. We got to keep focus on his promises and we got to make sure that we give him the praise and that we give him the glory and that we give him the honor, even when we're going through the storms, even when we're going through the difficult time. You know, I was um, speaking uh, a couple of weeks ago to an individual you know, and I, later I found out that, you know, that she lost a lot her son, you know, in this holiday season, you know, and, and, I, and I said to myself, that must be hard. That must be hard, you know, to lose someone like that. You know, I lost my dad in, in, in the holiday season of Christmas. You know what I mean? So I know how that feels, you know, but God, he's so good. He's so faithful. And he promised that he would never leave us, nor forsake us. He will never abandon us. He is right there with you. And he's saying to you, you are mine. You know, just like Anna, you are special to me. You are my sons and daughters. So again, even though we may not be all that we want to be today, we might be going through some crisis. You know, we're here in the Hernandez clan. You know, my wife is still uh, sick, you know, and, and, and all that. You know what? But we still got to give God the praise. We still got to give God the glory. We still got to be thankful and say, Lord, I thank you for healing. I thank you for restoration. I thank you for your peace. I thank you for your joy. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your compassion. I thank you, Father, that you want to give me the best. You know why? Because we have to be grateful and thankful. Because it's in the middle of the praise Sometimes that's when the victory comes. It is in the middle of the praise to the Father that we are lifting him up and we are thanking him even though we're going through a storm. So in this holiday season, no matter what you're going through, give God the praise. Give God the glory. Give God the honor because he is faithful and he loves you and he loves me and he remembers you. Let us pray. Father God, I just thank you for your word. I thank you, Father God, that you have given us your word to teach us and to help us. And just like, my Lord, you presented Anna, Father God, in this particular middle of the chapter, talking about your son, yet you were talking about your son, but yet you found a spot to put this individual Anna. That's how much love you have for us, Father, that you remember us. And that you care for us and that you love us. Thank you. Thank you for your son, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for coming and dying for us and making a way to the Father. Thank you, Lord, that you made a way for us. Thank you, Father God, for everyone that is listening and watching. I pray that you would just bless them, that you would just embrace them in your love. Comfort those who are hurting, Father God. Allow them to feel your peace that you are there with them, that they don't go through this by themselves, Father. I thank you for healing in advance, physically, emotional healing, Father God. I pray that you will meet their needs according to your riches and glory. And I thank you, Father, for this holiday season. I thank you that we can praise you and worship you because you deserve all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, now and forevermore. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. My brothers and sisters, have a blessed holiday, blessed Christmas, 
Happy New Year. If I don't get to see you guys, you know, but keep your focus, keep your focus, keep your focus, because the best is yet to come. And we got to get excited about that because good things are coming. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's cold outside. Yeah, snow is coming. But great things are coming our way. So keep your focus. I love you. And I hope to see you guys soon. Merry Christmas.